Hey guys, if you really like this episode, please support our podcast by going to talkmurder.com slash join and becoming a Talco Supremo. Hola, mi tacos. Tonight, este noche, we're going down, 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 south to the jungles of Colombia in hopes of catching a terrifying predator. A monster so sinister that an entire nation will fear his every move. A grotesque creature so cunning that he can blend into society before leading his prey into the most unspeakable traps. So follow me, my friends, as we begin our hunts of La Bestia. Sorry, Savannah. I know you said that you can't handle any more kid songs, but technically, I don't think this is a kid song. Slick as Gaston, no one's quick as Gaston, no one's neck is incredibly thick as Gaston, but there's no man in town half as manly. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, and they'll tell you whose team they prefer to be on. All right, guys, if I have to listen to any Disney song out there, it is going to be the Gaston song that is my all-time favorite. So that is the Gaston cover by Jonathan Young and Caleb Hiles. Now, that's on YouTube. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, 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 welcome back to the studio, guys. We've had a couple of good shows. Thank you, Charlotte, for a fantastic audience. You were lovely. So now we have decided that if you are a Taco Supremo, you get to come to our live shows for free. Or frizzle. So we had a couple at our last show. And so from now on, if you want to support us and come see us live, we're going to be doing one show per month for... Ever. And ever. And so ever. You might and as ever. well join our Tacos Primo membership, and that's a one-time charge, and you are in with us for life. We also do a t-shirt every year, so and that's only going to be about an additional 20 bucks if you want one. Mm-hmm. And an exclusive Talk Murder to Me Supremo t-shirt that we still have to make, but we've been lazy. Well, I don't think we're, we're clear on a theme, but let's, shall we initiate a contest? Oh, yeah. Shout out to our graphic designers. If you can design our shirt, yeah. we will pick one. We have a couple that are big supporters of us. Right. So we're open to ideas. Obviously, perhaps a taco should be on it in some way, shape, or form. It has to be on it. That's right. That's thing. I mean, so I, I like a, an astronaut or like a little Martian taco idea. Jen's into the double vision, like the... the 2020. Um, like yeah. double vision. Double or 2020 like dateline. Ooh. 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 So tacos, submit if you have ideas or designs. We would love to use them. And we will have a contest. Obviously, if you're already a Supremo and you submit a design, you'll get the new design shirt for free. And we'll give you like as many of them as you want. Um, and if you're not an existing taco, we'll give you a membership for free. Also, if you want one of the old shirts, we got plenty left. We got to get rid of these before the new year. So just let me know if you need another one and we'll send it to you gratis. We'll send them to you for free. You just pay shipping and handling. Are we just drinking root beer? No. It has booze in it. A lot of booze, I think. Well, not really? a lot. No, not a lot. Just a lot of different kinds. I'm nervous. I think it's pretty good. I mean, you know what? This is the second time that I think we've bought like the bottled root beer and it tastes flat. So the hint was beast. So this cocktail is the Be Our Guest cocktail. Be our guest. Be our guest. Have you watched Disney Plus? Uh, Yeah. I've been watching all kinds of stuff on Disney Plus. But it's not just Disney stuff. Like they have Fox, 20th Century Fox on there. Like I I watched Sister Act last night. Oh, okay. Which is a great movie. All right, Nicole, what's, where are we going? I think we're going to Maine tonight. 
And I think there is a killer on the loose, but people think at first it's a bear. Ooh, that's similar to my guess. There's bears in Maine? Yeah. Yeah, of course there are. And moose. So what does the bear do? Does he rip off the heads or something? Well, it's not a bear after all. It's a killer. Well, maybe it is a bear. people think it's a bear Well, last episode was a shark. Maybe I'm just... I know. Getting really into animals lately. Maybe. No, but speaking of which, I have been getting um I have been getting into Satan a lot. Ooh, that's cool. I've been cool. really interested in Satan. Do I need to bring my sage out again? I like you would I think the Hail Satan documentary was super interesting. Oh, I didn't watch yeah. that. It was really good. That's great. That's about Pazuzu, right? No, no, no. No, no it's about It's about the, uh, the Church, Church of, of Satan. Satan. Oh. And like the, the new Church of Satan. Yeah, like they're they're not really Satanists. They're that just kind of controversial. Idiot. You know, they're He's like, they're really atheists. They're going about it the wrong way. They're going about it in a way that sparks controversy that know, gets action to be you're taken. You're never going to get that. All right. So the whole premise is to get the Ten Commandments off the lawns of the State House. Well, and that's not the only thing. And in order to do that, they were going to put the Sacred of Baphomet or whatever. The, the statue. Statue of Baphomet, which is like the goat skull with he's like has a peace sign doesn't he some weird shit Mm -hmm. and like a pentagram and the government's like well we're not putting that up but well you have the ten commandments up so i don't understand if you're going to put religion there you may as well put ours up there too yeah surprise shots surprise shots we don't know what they are because they're a surprise cheers cheers Ooh, is that hypnotic? Uh, and uh, Malibu? Yes. That was good. That tasted like juice. It did. Ran off the Florida Keys. All right, that let's get this going. Called Kokum. All right, guys, let's get started with tonight's episode. The hint was beast. Go talk murder, see all these lovely pictures. We're going to uh, around uh, Bogota, Colombia. Uh-huh. Oh, we've never done a South America story. Shoot, I was going to say Mexico. And oh I my God, I really was because I was going to say Chupacabra. And you would have still been wrong because we're not in Mexico. No, we're in but Colombia. it's closer than Colombia. All right, so this I is mean, it's closer than New York and Oregon. This is about a hundred miles away from Bogota, and we are in Pereira tonight. Uh, we're going to first November, nineteen eighty-eight. Ooh. Ooh, is this, this at the height do, of the cocaine? Yeah, does this have to do cartels? with Pablo Escobar? Yeah, we are doing Pablo Escobar tonight. No. Are we? No. This is the coffee-growing area of Colombia right oh, here. Oh, okay, so this is not the cocaine part. This is the this is Colombia, and this is the coffee-growing area up here on the west side. Hmm. What do you know about Colombia besides all the cocaine? Um, isn't Sofia Vergara yeah, from there? I was just going to say Sofia Vergara. Yeah, she's <laughs> from <laughs> there. <laughs> and in fact, in, when I was in the military, Jay, my, Jay preach it. <laughs> my uh, teacher was actually from the same school and city. And well, she was from Bogota. They went to the same school together. Oh. My, um, my Spanish teacher. Isn't she, your, isn't she your number two on your to-do list? Sofia Vergara? No, it's like flow and then, um... My number two would be... Uh, Grimace. We're going to November 1st, 1998 tonight. Oh. Now, there were... Um, this is... Oh, no, is no, a skull? No, no, no. Uh-huh. Is a skull in yeah, that bag? Yeah, there's a skull right there oh, in the bag. Oh, shit. All right, so this is actually in the small town of Marcella, which is just outside of Peraria. They basically found a cachet, if you will, of bodies, of skeletons. I mean, you see the Such picture right here. Word. There's a skull. In a plastic baggie. Yeah, because they don't use real detective bags. They use hefty bags to carry out skulls. Basically, a bunch of bodies were found, a bunch of skulls, as you're seeing right here. And Now, they're all pretty far decomposed. And when the medical examiner actually goes through and looks at these, he can say that they were... Just about or a little bit over a two-month decomposition period. There were 13 bodies found that November in a wooded area. So you see okay. it right here. It's a wooded area. Now, this is like in this, you know, Bogota, Columbia. This is in the uh, rural area where mm-hmm. there's like, you know, coffee farms and stuff like that. Okay. Now, two bodies. Cocaine drop sites, you know. 
Well, no, they wouldn't drop cocaine in Colombia. Export. Now, there were two bodies, uh, one a boy, eight years old, the other boy was 16. They were bound hmm. to tree trunks. Now, hmm. ooh, there were nylon ropes at the scene and stuff like that. Now, obviously, they're, they're skeletonized completely, but they could still see that they were bounded to a tree trunk at one point. How long do you think they were out there for? Two months. Ooh. The That's medic- all it took to completely skeletonize? Yeah. I guess if they were just strapped, you know, all the elements and creatures that could feed off of them are exposed. The medical examiner saw that they were actually tortured before their death. Oh. Now, Elena Ozario, a state prosecutor, stated that, quote, there were signs of torture and most of the bodies were dismembered. Bottles mm. of aguardiente schnapps were scattered everywhere. Mm. Now, I've seen in plenty of newspapers, and I told you guys I've been, like, really into Satan lately. I've seen ah. a l- lot of newspapers about this particular case where they actually thought this was a, a sacrifice Diablo. ritual. See, when you say you've been really into Satan, is kind of a concerning statement for me. He's Why? into the Satan stories. I like Satan. He's treated me well. Cool dude. They immediately thought, so they find 13 bodies out here, and you're seeing one of them right now. Now, immediately they're thinking satanic rituals. Okay. And then a few days go by, 500 yards away, they find five more bodies. Well, not even bodies. I'm talking about skeletons. Uh-huh. We ain't talking about bodies anymore. You know, there's no organs or anything. They're just skeletons. Okay. Now, that was found on Wednesday, those five, and that was discovered by workers repairing telephone lines. One week later, they discovered 13 more bodies, okay, 13 more, down a ravine. The police actually had to rappel down into this ravine. It's like a little, you know, ditch way down there. Where the bodies were just thrown. What they're seeing right now is mass grave sites of little boys between the ages of 8 and 16. These 13 that were thrown over the ravine were also, as you see, in an overgrown area. And they were near an abandoned building site. They were also between the ages of 8 and 16. Now, the city mayor, Luis Alberto Decu, says, quote, We think that these street children... And suspected juvenile delinquents who were killed were killed by an extermination group. Ooh. What would an extermination group be? Like a gr- like Like they check for termites and cockroaches. <laughs> things like that. Forty five percent man. Even today, right now, we don't hardly hear anything much about Colombia in the news. No. Unless you read The Economist. You know, I read that. But anyway. Oh, okay. Even today, 45% of children in Colombia are homeless. That's a big percentage. That's a huge number. Terrible. Jeez. Yeah, and why? it was really hard. I, I put a lot of newspapers for this case, but these murders I'm going to talk about tonight, I mean, Colombia has bigger problems. They have always had bigger problems than the murder of all these boys. They have been fighting this guerrilla war for fucking ever, literally a hundred mm-hmm. years, and they're still fighting. There's guerrilla warfare groups all over. The mm-hmm. FARC is down there. All kinds of organizations running amok, you know. And mm-hmm. plus, the the police are crooked and all this stuff because they have to be. If they don't, they'll get their heads cut off yeah. by the cartels. That's like the life down there. So this story is is awful, but. Like I said, Colombia has bigger problems. And another thing to know is Colombia really doesn't have serial killers at all. So the cops, the police, the policia, they actually had to reach out to the American FBI to help solve this. Now, I want to say before we go any further, the uh, policia did a fantastic job in solving this. Okay, even though you're going to be pretty shocked about how many kids were dead. Dozens of right-wing vigilante groups, which have been set up counter-left-wing guerrilla activity, carry out contract-hired killings for traders and shopkeepers who want the streets cleansed of begging children. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. This is social cleansing at its best. Oh, my God. Seriously? They put hits out on kids? 
Oh, yeah. So this isn't necessarily one killer. What I told you earlier is that 45% of children even today are homeless. So what do they do? They want the kids they off the street. They have to beg for food. So you got all these beggars, these children. So there are extremist groups that go out and kill all these children. This is a real thing. It happens all the time, especially oh in places like Bogota, Colombia. I've never been to Colombia, but I'm sure it's a beautiful place. I had a friend that just went there, actually. Um, he went, I would definitely not go visit Voluntarily? There. Well, yeah, he went to, um, he did Machu Picchu first in Peru, and then they went to a I couple other places. But he was with a Colombian there. So they he was with like a fluent Spanish speaker and so, It's not native. about speaking. But he said I mean, that it was a great time, <laughs> and and the, he did get stopped by the police once. Who, when he was really hammered, they like really questioned him. Uh, they thought that he had cocaine or had taken cocaine, and hmm. they like re- they were like really giving him a hard time. And he was scared shitless, is what he told me. All right, the mayor of Pereira, Luis Alberto de Cook, says, "Quote: de Cook? It, It's a terrifying thing." The main concern is that we do not know what it is about. So they just literally found 30 dead bodies, 30 skeletons. They were found by these repair repair line repairmen, telephone line repairmen, because they smelled some funny shit. They actually thought it was animals. And they saw the bones, and they're like, these are animal bones, until they pulled up that skull that you saw in that trash bag there. Mm-hmm. Satanic sex are said to have... Gr- sex. Satanic sex, sex. are... S- Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Featured on Blue Burial. Satanic sects are said to have grown among the coffee picking families of Rizaralda in recent years. Local authorities have long feared that cult members may be grabbing street children known as gamines who live among the sewers of Bogota, bringing them to Peraria to be used oh as God, human sacrifices. That's terrible. That's like. It is. It makes me really want to up my donations to those. Like, You're going to keep getting those things in the donate mail. Donate to that crap. Don't be donating to that shit. Why? I, you know, I get all because kinds of donations. Because it's all bullshit. They take like a penny out of your dollar and put it to but someone. But that penny is like... And then you know what? The, the 99 cent goes into the CEO's pocket. Yeah, I know. All, That's you know terrible. those guys make like $20 million a year. I will say that I have been getting a lot of environmental mail. Like... About saving the bees and what have you donated the fucking to? Bees? Who cares know. about the bees? We've had it, this discussion. There is already. a bee problem. There is. What do you a mean bee? there's a bee problem? Yes, the bees are going yeah. to. They're they're endangered. Fuck these bees, man. No. We got bigger problems than bees. Had this conversation bees three are times. important. They are important to the environment. So what? What do they do besides they make pollinate. that sweet old honey? They pollinate things. And plants. That's gross. But not just about the bees. Today I got something from the uh, Humane Society. Then I got something about like arbor or arbitarium or something. I don't know. I don't know where these people are finding me. Just like that Cosmo magazine that I keep getting. I don't know why. We I know keep you sign up for that well, shit, I didn't Jen. Sign up I for literally it. saw you reading I have it. Never, I have never ever signed up. And to also, it's that, been and you more get than vanity a year that you've been it. I don't get that. And you get all kinds of other stuff. You get men's health for no, some reason. I don't. I get you Cosmo. Get I've never magazine. paid for a subscription. <laughs> They just keep sending me magazines. You I don't get, understand. You get Mature Over 50 magazines. You get Jugs Weekly. AARP. <laughs> AARP and Jugs Weekly. <laughs> Nudie Magazine Day. <laughs> I don't think they can mail those. Nudie Madison. Huh? Can they mail those? <laughs> I don't fucking know. I always wanted to buy one for like someone I hated. Like just a subscription? Yeah, a subscription, like Something worse than Hustler, like Asian sex dolls. I don't think that, I don't what? think they can mail that. I don't what know. What do you mean they can't mail it? Why not? Don't you just pick it up at the newsstand? No, they can mail it. They just put that cover over it. You oh, know, when you try to buy yeah. it at a gas station oh, okay. and, and you want to see yeah, the girl's it, Hooters, but it's got the thing that's black. This yeah. A little blackout screen. Yeah. You seem familiar with those. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I know is that I'm sorry to all of those foundations, like the... You're soliciting Jen. Back the fuck off. If okay? you want to donate to some something, no, donate to you. me. I yep. at least know how to move, manage the money. We'll put it in uh, marijuana stocks. False. You do not know how to manage <laughs> the money. <laughs> I'm just saying. False. I I would like to donate, but I am poor, so I can't. So please stop spamming me with all. These You're not poor if you keep buying all these. I'm not buying anything. Cosmopolitan. He's joking. 
One city official says, quote, it's a city where Satanism is widely practiced and there's a lot of talk that children are used in rituals. Oh, my God. I feel like they're kind of like sidestepping this whole cocaine problem that they've got going on there. They don't have a problem. They're, kind of, they're getting rich off cocaine. Are they, though? Coffee. There's 45 percent of children are on the streets. Are they getting rich? Well, the children aren't. No. Who are these children? Okay, let me talk about these children. These, the children tonight that are murdered, we're going to be talking about, are homeless, and most of them, to get by, this, they sell lottery tickets, they sell little sticks of gum, they sell it's trinkets. Like the, it's they, like the kids that sell the sweetgrass roses. Yeah, they except, sell religious. Not nearly as sad. They sell religious trinkets, like, uh, like little beads and rosaries. rosaries and Jesus beads or whatever. So, actually, this town of Peraria has a very long history of social cleansing because of these children. So, these children are running rampant, and these extermination groups are trying to get See, rid of them. but they're not rodents, though. I don't understand. Like, Police actually make some arrests, okay. And Pedro Pablo Ramirez is one of them. The other one is Carlos Alberto Arbolida. Now, they both have history of sexual crimes. Now, as we're later going to talk about, these Uh kids, these kids were raped (gasps) either after death or before death when they're just bone matter. You can't really tell. Now, are they uh, are they targeting a certain gender of child? I'm going to get to that. In fact, we're going to get to it now. But those guys, Pedro Ramirez and Carlos Roberto Abelita, they're not even guilty. Okay. What do you mean? They they went, they kept saying, it's not us. We didn't kill these kids. Yada, 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 yada. And while they're sitting in prison, four more dead kids are found that were killed while they're sitting in prison. So they let them go because it's not them that's killing them. In fact, we're not even talking about a right-wing extermination group or any satanic cult. I'm just telling you what these detectives were thinking when they start seeing mass graves of little boys tied to trees and all this shit with liquor bottles spread about. It was it was Satan was huge and it was social cleansing. That's where that's what the history is in the city. But in fact, that's not the case in this story whatsoever. It was actually one guy one person that has killed in his life upwards of 300 (gasps) kids. Whoa. 300 300. boys between the ages of 6 and 16. One person. His name is Luis Garavito, and they call him La Bestia, the Beast. This is a special episode for Lauren. She requested the Bob Berdella episode, and it's just hey, so fitting. Hey, It's just so fitting that she requests that she request La Bestia. I did like the Bob Berdella story. Yeah. So this I don't is think for I'm going to like this one as much. No, this one's good. I d- I dug up a lot of stuff on this. You'll you'll really like this one. I promise. Besides the 300 boys that get tortured and okay, murdered. so boys. So when they found all that all the schnapps around the trees, like did he? Empty it out and burn them alive? Is that or um, no? Burn he was them just, after they died. He actually murdered them while he was just really drunk. Oh, I was oh. thinking maybe he gave it to them so well, that he they did. Would. I'll get to that. Oh. But his real name is Luis Alfredo Garavito Cubilos. Hmm, I could go for some Alfredo right now. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make that to him, but. Oh, you guys have been like Italia or whatever. Right. <laughs> we would have definitely made some pasta. Me, yeah, that would have been great. Thanks a lot, John. Well, I know. But let me go over his monikers right quick. La Bestia, the beast. Treblin, which means the Disney, you know, Disney, Disney Plus. You know, Goofy? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was his nickname too, Goofy. Because the way he looked, I'm going to get into that. He Goofy. looks like Goofy? Yeah. Also, El Cura, which means... The priest and Bonifacio Morera Lescano, which I don't even know what that means. The Guinness Book of World Records says that, quote, he's the worst serial killer, world's worst serial killer, which is not true. There are a couple of others that have higher numbers. I was going to say. Confirmed? Yeah. Uh, Harold Shipman, that medical guy that I was, the medical guy in the UK that I'm eventually going to do, he's got like 297 confirmed. Wait, didn't you say he was 300? He's up to 200 now. 
200. 200 now, but authorities think it's well over 300, but 200 confirmed. Like, for, for instance, in 1992 when he was caught, he pointed out 140, and now it rose to 200. So he's still giving bodies. Wow. Even he's, today. Yeah. He's alive. Oh, yeah. He is described by Columbia detectives as, quote, a solitary sadist. We're going to get into his history. He's got a very awful childhood. So if you're wondering nature versus nurture, this is the case you need to argue. <laughs> if it's nature and nurture. <laughs> I mean, isn't it, we've covered a lot of cases where the killer has had horrific backgrounds. Yeah, and this is one of them. Yeah. Not, not as many where they've had perfect up childhood upbringings. He's killed children in 54 different cities. He travels a lot. Yeah, he travels all Does over Does he ever Columbia. leave Colombia? Yeah, actually, he's killed a lot in Ecuador, too. Huh. But it's just Ecuador and Colombia, and most likely even more places than that. But, I mean, once you kill over 200, I mean, how can you even keep track? You know what I'm saying? After five years of public schooling, he leaves home when he's 16. He leaves home because... His father, now he's the first of seven children, so he's got three brothers and three sisters that are born after him. But when he's growing up kind of in a poor family, his father sexually abuses him between the ages of like six and 16. Interesting. That's his age yeah. group. And not, yeah, that's very interesting. Not only that, the two neighbors that he had to his left and right, they both are in on it, and they are also oh. raping him as a child. <gasps> Both male? Both male, yeah. So he leaves home at 16 because not only is he getting, you know, sexually assaulted and raped by his own father, just fucking can't even imagine, he's also getting beat, mercilessly beat by them. He leaves home at 16. He works as a store clerk and a street vendor. He's selling religious trinkets and stuff, you know, prayer beads, prayer cards, anal beads, whatever. <laughs> and... As I said, today's count is suspected to be over 300 boys within the entire history of his long killing spree of about a little under five years. What? Five years? <laughs> That's, That's a like... lot. Holy That's shit. That's a lot. So he's killing somebody like every four days. <laughs> That's yeah. 60 people a year. All right. So let me show you this guy. He seems like a great guy besides all the killing Quite of boys. Quite a gem, yeah. This is him right here. This is La Bestia. Go to talkmurder.com, see La Bestia. Now, this is him right now. This is him as a young lad, or this is him as a young lad. This is him as an old lad. This is him as a grandpa lad. That's La Bestia. Let's talk about this guy's MO right quick. All right, it's, it's actually really interesting how he kills his victims, because I've I ne never seen this before. It's, like, really interesting. How do you think, Nicole, that he gets these boys to go somewhere along with him? He offers food. Would you like some candy? I have a puppy in my van. You want to pet him? Well, they don't really have cars over there. I have a puppy in my rickshaw. Would you like to pet him? <laughs> All right. So, number one, he abducts these kids during the morning hours of like 10 a.m., and on the weekends, so all right, not like America, right, where we have Amazon Prime. But if you're in Colombia, especially in 1998, everyone on the weekend is in the market. It's like the farmer's market. You're there to buy food, all this stuff, and it's packed. Kind of like an Aladdin. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they have them every day. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this big market. And instead of grabbing a kid in the evening or at night, he... He abducts them right in broad daylight. This is so it's not as suspicious because he's got ruses. They call him La Cura, one of his monikers, because that's the priest. Sometimes he'll actually dress as a priest, priest garb and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and lure the children that way. It's like that old Irish uh, story with that the piper, you know, luring kids off into the woods. What was that story? Is the old Piper, Peter the Piper? Piper. Pied Piper. Is that how that story went? Yeah, so he yeah. lures kids off into the woods. This is the same kind of thing. I did not realize that that was such a dark story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of fairy tales are dark. So sometimes he'll be a priest. Sometimes he'll pretend he's disabled, kind of like a Ted Bundy. Sometimes he'll offer them money 
because they're homeless. And mm. sometimes he'll offer them food. Sometimes he'll just whatever. But the whole time, his main concern is to get this little boy to take a walk with him. So if he's offering him liquor, right, this 12-year-old boy, he's like, hey, you know, I got some liquor. Do you want some liquor? Well, just take a walk with me. Once he gets out of sight, out of mind, then he does his thing. And it's usually in some little village where it's really rural and he can take his time, tie him to a tree and all kinds of stuff. And in many cases, he'll tie a boy, a 12-year-old boy, 8-year-old boy, whatever, to a tree. He'll torture and rape him right there, and then he'll tie him so well that he'll actually go back into the market to get another victim. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and while he's, he's still, still alive. alive. Yeah, and then he'll come back and usually kill him by either decapitating him or slitting his throat. Oh, no. And so did he do more? Did he typically torture his victims, too, aside from, like— Yeah, oh, yeah, we're going to get into that. Oh. Now, prosecutor Alfonso Gomez-Mendez tells reporters that Garavito passes himself off as street vendors, monks, indigents, disabled persons are a representative, even a representative of fictitious children foundations and foundations for the elderly. That is the way that he can gain trust— well, with these kids. Wait, like he's saying he's from UNICEF or something? Yeah, or, you know, Children's Hope Network or whatever that is. Cars for Kids? Now. 1877 Cars for Kids. Often he'll give them a drink and they'll go for a walk, which is why you see all these discarded liquor bottles everywhere. Now, he would move around frequently, even killing in Ecuador, like I said earlier. Now, during all of the killings that we know, Guerravito... The La Bistia was, I don't know the word in Spanish for drunk, La Drunca, drunk while he was doing this. The explanation found much later was that Garavito usually either offered the boys juice or cake in from a local shop, checked out their character, structure of skin, soft, not too dark, etc., and then asked them to either walk with him or to help him with carrying something. Garavito adjusted not only only his outfits, street vendor, bum, priest, etc., but also the task that he asked for according to the local situation, carrying a crate of oranges, helping him with cattle, harvesting sugar cane, etc. He also promised drugs to addicted children and paid stakes for children interested in games. Initially, Garavito had simply offered money, but since most children found this suspicious, he switched to a mixture of promises and an inappropriate yet slightly raised amount of money usually an amount worth a little more than one day of children's work. Okay, so that is from Dr. Mark Benecki. Now, he wrote a whole thesis on this guy, huh. and it's very, very interesting. I'm, I'm linking that entire article. It's a very interesting read, and it helped me a lot through this episode. So we're going to be reading a couple of his stuff. On the early afternoon of June 8, 1996, a boy went missing in the town of Boyaca. The boy followed Garavito on his own bike, so no violence had taken place. The corpse was found five days later, decapitated with the severed penis stuck inside the mouth. Okay, there were notches in the fourth vertebrae of the neck. Now, many soft tissue cuts were documented from an almost blunt object. It was actually an old knife. Multiple stab wounds were also found in the abdomen. Now, I want to say, when police first saw these bodies, they actually thought that an organ harvester was running rampant. Interesting. Now, if you think about it, these are skeletons. So obviously the organs were there, but they already went up into Mother Earth. You know, they already got Or into the bellies of other animals. Exactly. But since they didn't see any and they saw abdomen cuts, like on the ribs, you see like a little slit, you know, where Uh he stabs into ribs. They were like, well, it's probably plausible that these this is an organ harvester because that's actually a big thing not in this country or at least here in Charleston hopefully maybe out west <laughs> but know. organ harvesting is a huge thing i mean we that one story where that guy was harvesting all those <laughs> organs like nevada remember it was like a bucket full of penises and shit as i said before the bodies were dismembered now i want to say all right so you're in colombia bogota colombia in this little market, you can't always lure a boy out into the wilderness, right? Because it may not be that easy. Sometimes you have to go to an abandoned house or like a hut or something. So the reason that he dismembered the bodies 
was so he could transport them out of wherever he was and then into the wooded areas. Once it was even documented that he sank a boy in a bag with some stones, which was completely off of his M.O. because his M.O. is basically throwing him in a mass grave. You know, he'll he'll tie keep up him a, tie up to the tree. Yeah, so he'll take this nylon rope after he lures this kid, being a priest or offering him drink, tie him up, rape him a few times, go get another kid, do the same thing, and then when he's done with all these kids, he basically bulldoze them right into a mass grave. That's basically the M.O. So he picked a couple of victims in quick succession per city or like per location. Yeah, that's how I pictured it. Yeah. Anal penetration was his forte, but it can't be determined if it was pre-death or post-mortem. Ah. So, but. Because they're skeletons. Exactly. Right. Now, let's talk Can about. Can they the, tell that from not a skeleton? skeletons, no. So they just know that from his confession. Yeah, so Basically. he did confess eventually. In February 1998, two naked corpses of children were discovered lying next to each other outside the town of Genoa, Colombia. The location was set on the slope of a hill as most of the other crime scenes. On the next day, only meters away, a third corpse was found, this time in a state of advanced de- decomposition. All the bodies had been tied at the hands. Numerous bloodstains could be detected in the area as well as a knife. The necks of the bodies and the external genitals were deeply cut or severed. A closer investigation of the bodies revealed bite marks and signs of anal penetration. A bottle of lubricant was found too. Post-mortem interval could not be determined. DNA typing of the collected stains could not be performed because of the costs. As I said earlier, it makes sense because you read here that one body that was found a few meters away was actually already in a state of advanced decomposition, which means that that boy was already dead or he died before the other two. But he brought them all to this one location and then eventually dumped them in the mass grave before he moves to a different city. Which mm. So he kills in 54 cities. Doing this. Mass graves. That's why they believe now it's over 300 kids. So it's like he would go there and kill. Would he go to somewhere else and then come back to, like... I know. He never came back to the same place. He would always get as far away as possible from the same place. So 54 cities, that's... I mean, you're pretty much spanning the entire continent there, or the the entire country there. The thing about this guy is he would leave the crime scene with evidence everywhere and i believe it's because in multiple times people would walk up on them if you go to talkmer.com you can see all the evidence that was collected there was at least 13 pieces of evidence including his shoes money which is how they trace them for different locations because they found like pesos and and other things they found his glasses which i'm gonna talk about which was really important to identifying him because with the glasses, you can tell his age and stuff like that based on the prescription. And plus all the liquor bottles and stuff like that. So they it's not like they didn't have anything to go on. But like I said, Colombia has never really had a serial killer because, like I said, they got bigger problems. You can't be a serial killer when the whole nation is a guerrilla warfare anyway. And you're just trying to watch your back. You don't really have the time to do it. You know what I'm saying? Serial killing is not a problem for them. I mean, mass genocide and other shit is, but being a serial killer is not really something they know, which is why they had to call the FBI. Robert Ressler actually got involved, the FBI behavior, behaviorist, huh. to give them a profile and stuff like that. They even got Frank Bender, which if you heard his name, I think we talked about him a few times. He's the guy that takes the skull of a child or a, um, oh. a victim, an adult victim, and he models it with the clay and stuff like that. So he's that guy. He's the world-renowned forensic face modeler, if you will. Like, he is the guy. He's on every Forensic Files. If they do an episode where they have to model someone's face, you'll see this guy, Frank Bender. He's the best. His shoes had an uneven wear on them, which means that he probably has a limp. And, in fact, the wear pattern was more prominent on the left side and not at all on the front, which means he kind of— leans back and limps to the left. So that is one thing to go off right there. So did Columbia realize that they even had a serial killer on their hands? 
for a while. It seems like no. No, they Because they didn't reali- realize that all these things were yeah. connected. They didn't. And all right, so here's the thing with that. The kids that are getting killed are not the rich kids or anything. They're literally paupers on the street. So their parents aren't reporting them missing in most cases. Now, the last kid we're going to talk about actually survived. He wasn't homeless, and he actually got away, uh, and re- and her his mother it. reported him because he didn't come home that night. But most of these kids were beggars on the street. And so you don't really they were miss gone. them, huh? Yeah. Yep. I and w- all these are in different cities. Exactly. So the jurisdiction thing, right? They don't really communicate just like here. You know, so if he's doing 54 different cities, you know, I mean, how can you even match that up? I mean, and it was a five-year period, which is a long time. I believe that the police did a fantastic job on this one. I'm just going to say it because they actually, even though they let all these children die, they actually reached out to the FBI in the United States. You know, most countries probably wouldn't do that. They asked for help. They trained themselves on what a serial killer is, because like I said, there's no serial killers in Colombia. That's not a thing. And then they adapted, and they actually, for instance, two of the detectives actually went undercover. Now, this is the underworld we're talking about, homelessness and stuff like that. This is a different world. They actually dressed up as indigents and homeless and infiltrated that area to try to to figure out who was doing this. So I believe they did a fantastic job. Once they realized that they had a serial Once they realized it, but they thought it was social cleansing, like has been going on there forever anyway. Okay, with his eyeglasses, they could actually tell he was between the ages of 40 and 60 based on his prescription. And what's really interesting is the, uh, this is how, this is why I say Did he leave his glasses at the scene? Yeah, he left his glasses at the scene on one scene. He left a lot of stuff at the scene, a lot, because I believe he got, you know, was walked up on and just jetted or something. But his glasses were... The, um, what do you call them, the ear things that go around your ear? The arms. The arms of the glasses or whatever. They were actually crooked. Now, this is where he gets his name, Triblian, which means Goofy from Disney, because they oh, thought— like specifically Goofy from Disney? Yeah, Goofy huh. from Disney, because huh. they could tell by the way his glasses arms were crooked that he probably has weirdly, oddly shaped ears— they had to fit around there and his head's a little crooked. Oh, hmm. I see. I couldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to tell that just from the pictures we saw. But So basically, here's what they did to actually get this guy. They took this little evidence they had and they pulled up the entire sex offender list, which was, I think it was like 50,000 or even 100,000. I mean, it's a lot, right? I mean, a city of 40 million people. And they cut it down. Basically, a lot of it down. They, they did the method of sorting. So, all yeah. right, we, we're only targeting people that are between the ages of 40 and 60. So that takes a huge chunk out right there. Mm-hmm. Now we target, okay, he's got some sort of limp, you know, mm-hmm. so, stuff like that. So they targeted him, and they actually got it down to about 1,000 people. Now they have something to work with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and he was actually in that bundle, and then they oh, wow. broke it down even further, and it was like 100 possible suspects, and he was in there. So I believe they did a fantastic job hmm. doing wow. this, and they've never had to deal with a yeah, serial killer like them, this. Right. Yeah, so I'm just saying. Granted, he's like guys. seriously prolific, but. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's talk about his capture right quick. Do you guys got any questions about the killing or anything? No. There's not really a lot of evidence, photos, and stuff like that out there, but I put everything I can on talkmore.com. All right, even Sabagal, now he is the kid I was talking about earlier. He is a kid. Now, he's not homeless. It's like John Wayne Gacy's downfall. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like uh, Peast, Robert Peast. 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 Even Sabagal, same kind of guy. Now, He's a kid. He's on the street selling lottery tickets to pay for school. Now, he's not exactly homeless. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he's got a family. But he's got a family. And as soon as he didn't show up that night, his mama goes to the detectives and, you know, how it's usually is, well, you got to wait 48 hours. They knew exactly that this was a problem. And in fact, the lead detective of this took it on as like, we need to find this kid now because I know it's part of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that kudos to them for that too. But he actually falls for this guy's ruse and they start walking off into, you know, the vast wilderness where he's about to become number 301 or whatever. 
victim mm-hmm. 301. And a homeless guy that was walking by, a regular homeless guy that was walking by, sees that this kid is in the process of getting sexually molested, sexually assaulted right there. And wow. this homeless guy steps in and stops it. Garavito, the La Bestia, he runs off. Okay, wow. now... The police and the mother go and rescue the boy. Now, the, the boy says, tells the police the exact description, the exact description that they're looking for. They know it's the guy. And on the way to police station, guess who they drive by? They drive by La Bestia walking up the road. Hmm. So they basically just throw him in the back of the car. Wow. Now, the whole time he's saying, hey, you need a ride. I think, I think you're going where we're going. <laughs> yeah. no, come on, come on. Well, he gives, a, he gives a false name and stuff like that, but they quickly figure it out. This is on April 22nd, 1999 in Villa Vicencio. It, it was crazy because when I was looking at the newspapers from early, like, November 1998, you can see all of these boys in these ravines and stuff like this, and they're like, oh, my God, it's satanic people. And literally six months later, now you have this guy that confesses to 140 murders within all of Colombia. So I want to point out he was once arrested in 1996 before all this for a homicide, but they didn't have enough evidence and they let him go. So this could have all been avoided. All right. So he was arrested and under a fake name. Now they checked his pockets and they found his real name from a telephone number and a street address in on a little notepad in his pocket. They contacted the residents of that address, and it was his sister, which his sister gave, literally gave them a huge box filled with trophies <gasps> from all his killings, including photographs of the children. Oh, God. Okay, oh, a calendar geez. and notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of detailed notes about how each killing went, what the victim well, said before he died, oh, no. like Jeez. all kinds of stuff. So they definitely had a bunch of evidence on him. Not only that, they also tracked down this guy, Garavito, has a girlfriend who lives in the city. They tracked her down and they found another box oh. filled with more notebooks. And did they not po- bother to open the freaking box? No, they did. No, What's they did. In the box? <laughs> yeah. In the box? Well, why not? No, they like, did open the box. They no, no, no. The sister or the girlfriend. Oh, no, no. They, that was just, you know, they, just he stop. comes in and out, you know, may, maybe next month I'll stop by and it's my things, you know. It's like if you put your stuff at your sister's house, you think she's going to go through it and be all nosy? My sister would. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? My sister definitely would. I mean, depends. I'd be curious. I feel like it'd be one of those things where, you know, if you guys gave me a box, if you said don't look in it. I probably wouldn't look, look at, at it. No, no, I wouldn't. But it would be one of those things where you'd hear the box say, hey, hey, don't you just really want to see what's inside of me? Right. Probably candles. All right, let me talk a little bit of. <laughs> no, the box is from you. It's not my. The box is not from me. <laughs> let me talk a oh, little. Oh, by the way, it was buy two, get two free the other day. Probably candles and vibratos. All right. So, Luis Garavito was born in a small village of Genova in Colombia. He was born January 25th, 1957. He was the son of Rosa Delia and Manuel Antoni, which basically abused the shit out of him. Okay, he lives in an impoverished childhood, frequent abuse. And he was actually born in the middle of the civil war that was going on at the time. I think it's interesting, coming from a different perspective here, but whenever you... Whenever you're touring down here, they don't call it the Civil War. They call it the war between the states. Go ahead and read this, Nicole. This is one of the quotes here is from one of the parents of the missing children. And they ask the question, is this even the guy? Here in Colombia, they can't find the murderer when national figures get killed. How did they succeed in this case? Said Amanda Guzman, whose 14-year-old adopted son, Luis Ferdinando, disappeared in 1996 on the way home from school. An estimated 97% of crimes go unpunished in Colombia. But in the face of pressure for an arrest, the investigators may have rushed to blame Mr. Garavito for unsolved crimes. This is not the work of one person, but of a whole criminal enterprise. Garavito is just one length in the chain of psychopaths. So that is from one of the victim's parents, and they're asking, you know, maybe they're just trying to rush this so they 
they forced a confession on him and stuff like that. I obviously he did it. I mean, they he took a lot of notes. If he had trophies, he had trophies, and plus they interrogated him for eighteen hours. Okay, and he confessed to everything. Plus, he drew detailed maps, and he's still providing when he can remember where some bodies are. So they're still digging up bodies even today. Okay, so they got this guy in custody. Now, what did it? Did they cut his head off or what? What do they do to a guy like this? Well, apparently, he's still alive. What do you think he got? What sentence did he get, Nicole? You got it. Go ahead. I believe in you. Life in prison without parole. Go ahead, Jen. Make me happy. Twenty-five years to life. That's pretty low. Now, Columbia does not have the death penalty. Now, he was prosecuted for 160 boys at the time, and he was found guilty 70 times, giving him a total of 2,600 years in prison. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for death. Yeah. So without, good. Without possibly the problem. Yeah, good for Columbia. But. Uh-oh. In the year 2000, Article 37.1 of the Colombian Penal Code states that no person can serve longer than 40 years in prison. What? <laughs> Why? So what happened is they reduced his years to 30 years in prison. Why? But hold on, there's technicality. Don't worry. 30 years, that's not a lot. But no. don't worry because... Since he provided all these maps and helped detectives find all these children that they didn't know about, they changed it to 22 years. So he'll be out in 2021. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Columbia, you're worse than Canada right now. Yeah, he actually almost paroled in 2011, but he's got to serve his full time of 22 years. <laughs> He'll be out in 2021. The reason why we're not talking is because Jen and I are collecting our jaws from the floor right now. He'll be out in two years. He's killed 300 people. <laughs> Holy shit. Don't worry. He's not a danger to society. Holy shit. It's fine. I do want to say, <laughs> I do want to say that he at one point. Uh, describe the demon that was in him that made him do all this stuff. Kind of like he's yeah. <laughs> repented now. Is that what you're going to tell well, me next? Actually, to this day, he showed absolutely no remorse of the killings. Oh, oh, excellent. So we're just going <laughs> to let this guy do this all over again. Yeah, he's going to get out and add to his numbers. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but how is there not an outcry from Colombia? There is. There is. Even in America, go to. There was a petition. Even in America, oh can we not link, to let this Can we please out? link that on talkmurder.com? We don't have anything to... We can't do anything well, about it. No, but we can... We can. See, here's the problem. No one about knows it. about this guy. <laughs> right? Well, now you do, Tacos. Now you do. Uh, 2021, look for him. That's La That's literally in two years. Yeah. He'll probably Depending on to, what month, I mean, could be a year. To come over here and then kill all of our kids, which is terrible. But I don't. Know no, I'm too old. He didn't go go after me. I didn't. Say I'm like 35. You. I didn't say you. Well, what are you talking Just about? Just in general, children. Oh well, yeah, I'm, I'm old. Well, it's though, not so about I'm good. you. What are you talking about? I'm good. I'm old. You we're talking about children in general, not actually. I know, you. and I'm saying I'm good. Correct. Because you're a man child. <laughs> yes, this is true. Uh, so this one was for you, Lauren. I got um, pulled everything I could, um, and I'm linking a lot of newspaper articles and stuff like that on uh, talkmurder.com. Here, here is the guy right here for you guys. So he oh, admits, yeah, he does uh, have weird-shaped ears. Yeah, yeah, so he looks like Goofy. Wow. That is La Bestia. I don't understand why I have a limit to how long somebody can serve in prison. Like, that just actually does not make any sense. Here, read this, Nicole. It's uh, added in there. This is what, this is what people want him to be if this man is really the assassin of my two nephews i want him to get the death penalty maria aleda velez told the associated press by telephone and this is Fuck a him. this is a quote from him if you want to read this nicole i ask you to pardon me for all that i have done and all i will confess yes i killed them and many others mm. um why should we pardon you why asshole you fucker. This is a really creepy mural to all the ki kids that have died Ooh. in the ravine. Oh, that is terrible. Please remove that, Columbia. <laughs> that's oh, that's going to give me nightmares. That's that terrible. is so creepy. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> who who commissioned that mural? Here's some of the kids right here. See, look how young they are. 
Oh. Children. Yeah, this kid's oh like six. Oh my gosh. How can, oh, oh, I can't. I you know can't. what? This Why is, are you mad? Hopefully somebody Why like. Why am I mad? I'm, this is I'm not right mad. There. I'm disgusted. I hopefully literally feel vomit this coming up. And that's he walks out because I'm door. so upset about these children. They're like, these, they're just innocent souls who don't know any better. And you, oh, I can't. I'm getting angry. This is them digging up one of the dead bodies. Somebody should kill this asshole as soon as he walks out the prison doors. <laughs> oh, Want to go to you, Columbia? You never say that. Uh, well, it's deserved. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, why have why institute a maximum? Like, what is the benefit of doing that? They literally divided his sentence by a hundred and multiple years. Yeah, his his original sentence was twenty six hundred years, but like I said but, in two thousand, no, no one can have more than forty years. <laughs> so wait, let me reduce it to twenty two. Well, you got to imagine the prison yeah. system is probably not like it is in America. They don't have unlimited funds for prison systems. Okay, here. but I'm pretty it's sure a, this is the one you want to keep in fucking prison. <laughs> Like even if you're gonna have a Why maximum sentence, yeah. I'm just Keeping saying, him in prison. That's like, keep him because at least if it, I mean he was what we, we know he was at least what, forty. No. If they even kept him to the maximum sentence of forty years, there he still had very low odds of ever getting out because he was already at least forty by the time he was in jail. A forty-year max was sentence. When he got caught. Okay, so he would have been eighty-six to be released, even if they let him have the max. Okay, a little bit better, low odds of actually getting out of prison alive. And now he's but, like 60-something. I know. He I, probably can't even get it up anymore. False. Just saying. That is totally Once false. Once you hit 60, it just stays down. Okay, are you also 60 or? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, like, what's the, why... If, even if you're going to change the law so there's a 40-year max, which, like, whatever, pussies in Colombia, then why Are you still reduce that, we, that person's not America, Nicole. They don't have the money to keep people in prison. That's but why that, they like, did that. This is the time where you say, like, all right, guys, who, who, who should we keep in prison for the rest of their lives? This Listen, guy in prison, they have to also, have two guards. Isn't there not in America? Okay, this is in America. It's not in America. We're I'm not- just let me let me talk. So in America, some asshole would or some other prisoner would <laughs> fucking kill this guy in prison. That's what I'm about or, to say. Or but what was um? I was just reading something where somebody branded someone. Let me tell. Let me tell yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. I was. It was in some true crime group, and somebody in prison had branded somebody with a tattoo on the prisoner's forehead that said "Katie's Justice" or something like that. And it was a tattoo that another prisoner put when he found out that this other guy raped and molested like a six-year-old girl named Katie. They need to brand this motherfucker or kill him while he's still in prison. Listen, okay, I'm going to break it down how I believe it is. They have two guards that have to watch him 24-7. And two he's guards. by himself. He's There's not two with guards anyone that else. are completely taken away from their job. To Put watch him, him in Gen Pop Plus, and let the a- asshole to, get shanked. No, they can't do that. Plus, they have to give him his own unique food because he is afraid of getting poisoned. And that includes drinks and all that stuff. They have to keep him isolated, which means they have to spend all, basically they're I'm spending sorry, all you're this extra of getting money. poisoned, but you you sentence these children to terrible, terrible deaths and. I'm sorry. Colombia is a someone country of love. Someone just needs to slip they don't up kill and someone. accidentally poison the bastard. Who the fuck cares with this guy? Let it happen. Let somebody accidentally okay. not monitor L- his food. Let me. I mean, what? I, here, here, here's my thing. Yeah, yeah. You put him in Gen Pop, and it, like you're responsible for watching him 24 seven. So he goes to the bathroom. You watch whatever him. He happens. Goes out happens. To recess. You watch him. If a fight happens to break out, you can't control the other prisoners yeah, from that. Dylan Rufo that- got the absolute shit kicked out of him when he was in prison and almost died. Good. Oops. Why are My you bad. guys so mad about this? It's not even in America. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter where There are 300 children dead. It's not children, even in John. America. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. This is, I would be this pissed uh, off if we were talking about Canada too. Do you because understand this is bullshit. Canada doesn't have the problems. Of, you understand what's going on in Colombia? Yes. They're literally 
social cleansing the entire nation. There's so murders they, oh, all so over the place. So they want him to do come you out. Think, do you think this was front page news even in Columbia? Fuck no. This was like back page news. It's sad. I'm just saying. I'm just saying they sad. got bigger problems. I ain't trying to be no. mean. No. You know what? <laughs> they, they do. They, they do. Okay. <laughs> they have bigger problems, but they could solve this one by keeping him in fucking jail. <laughs> They could solve this problem. They literally have him. Okay, another question. Another question. So you know how he, like, continues to confess? Can they find him guilty of another murder? No, 40 because years is the max. Because it's not double jeopardy. 40 it, years is oh, the max, oh, for your combined all of your crimes, you cannot yes. be... That's why he got so, twenty six hundred. Okay. <laughs> so, no, but even if he's convicted of something else, yes, like, Oop, forty you've years already served your yes. time. So he gets released from jail, and then not even that one happened in the past. If he kills another person, it's like, oh, you're good. <laughs> get out! Literally, <laughs> it's literally sorry, a get out of jail free card. It's <laughs> literally a get out. That of jail is free section thirty seven point one of the Columbia. Oh my god, Penal Columbia, code. you are the new Canada. <laughs> so bad right now. I don't think so. I Because they have bigger problems than Canada. Canada, they, they don't have anything but hockey. Oh my god, like this is a problems. big problem. Okay, I'm sorry, but murder is a bigger problem than cocaine. At least like if you're... Okay, no, cocaine, cocaine cocaine leads a to murder. a lot of murder. Yeah, okay, yeah. But so, this is a the, one of the most prolific serial killers in global history. Eh, 22 see, years is thing, enough. Not everyone on cocaine murders people. Like, if you can have you can you can do cocaine. No, 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 no. It's, no, not, it's not. It's not trade wars. The, the murder. Cur- yeah, yeah. It's the cartels that murder a lot of people, people. which Columbia right, goes through. They, I, I know. Uh, people, not me, not a lot of people. On my thought. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let me finish my thought. The cartels murder. Shit yeah, ton of I know. People. Okay, so the cartels are essentially running the country, even though they have a government in place. We all know this, but it does help the economy. <laughs> <laughs> Murdering people does not help the economy. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. But cocaine does not cocaine help their economy. Cocaine never hurt nobody. Cocaine does not help their economy. Cocaine it go- helps our economy. <laughs> <laughs> By having yeah, because, super productive yeah, men on Our Wall investment Street. bankers are fucking snorting coke <laughs> and making good deals. <laughs> this is why we've been in a bull market for like fucking 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button or whatever podcasting app you use. If you like this story, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. If you're absolutely obsessed with this podcast and want to become our LaBestia, go to talkmer.com slash join. Become a Tacos Primo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love. Shout it out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it, dedicate it to you on the Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John, here with Jen and Nicole. And until next time, roar. Roar.